Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Turn with me in your Bibles once again to the book of Philippians. I understand that you may be getting that sinking feeling within uh, the pit of your stomach that we're never going to make it through this book because I'm still in chapter 1. Well, uh, we're not quite halfway through, but uh, let that be an encouragement to you that we're getting close to halfway through. So uh, uh, we'll... uh, We'll have uh, a few more weeks in, in the book of Philippians because it's just that good. It's just that good. And we need to make sure we do our, our best to, to look through that. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing thing that in spite of the fact that I try and resist uh, modern fads and modern uh, ways of doing things, uh, they have a way of creeping into everyday uh, conversation. They have a way of creeping into our consciousness. Even if we're not the type of person to be obsessed with certain things, they have a way of of tending to, to be a part of our life nonetheless. One of the things that uh, is probably old hat for some people because it's been around for maybe uh, 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 almost a year now, so that that's considered old and and is considered to be you know most of the people hadn't even done this or thought of this yet, but uh, that's beside the point. It's been around for a year, so it's it's so old it's ancient history to some people. But uh, anyway. Um, there's uh, this thing that young people like to say, uh, particularly over a cup of uh, pumpkin spice latte or something like that, in which uh, they look uh, with great affection at the cup that was just delivered to them from either Dunkin' Donuts or, or uh, Starbucks or wherever, and uh, say something like uh, this. They look at this, and they uh, this cup of of well, I can't really call it coffee anymore because it's primarily sugar and and flavors now at this point. If it's a pumpkin spice latte, but uh, they look at it and they uh, they say uh, this is life. This is life, uh, as as if their life would not be complete without that uh, that chai tea or that pumpkin spice, uh, spice latte or that uh, frappuccino, whatever you want to call it. None of that stuff really is coffee in my book. Uh, it has so little coffee in it, 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 it really is hard to characterize it as coffee, but uh, they look at it with such affection and... And they say, this is life. Really, please. Uh, Life goes on. Life would have gone on if they had never come across it. Uh, What they're trying to convey is is that their whole life is, is made complete because they have this 
confectionery uh, that is in the form of a drink. Uh, it, uh, they tend to use this expression about other things as well. Uh, uh, they use it about articles of clothing that they might have gotten. Uh, uh, they make uh, it, which is surprising to me because they they act as if it is the culmination of life to get this particular article of clothing, but in reality it's a culmination of life for them because they're like everyone else that they have what everybody else ha- has been wearing and they finally have it in their life. Uh, um, but uh, beside the point, uh, what I want to go off of is that sentimentality of this is life. Their life is made complete. Paul made one of those uh, type of comments even in Scripture. They Young people today think that that expression is current and in fad. Um, <coughs> but in reality, it's over 2,000 years old. Because Paul said in Philippians chapter 1, and probably one of the most uh, familiar passages of Scripture to, uh, to most Christians, he says in verse 21, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But I live in the flesh, and this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose I want not. For I am the straight between uh, betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and for the joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. Paul said, Jesus Christ is my life. He says, it's life. To be a child of God, to to have what Christ gives to us through a relationship to Him because of His death on the cross, His burial and resurrection. He says, life is Christ. Life is Christ. And today I want to talk to you about what gives you life, what brings you life, what is life to you. And what Paul is... Now you remember, though, that uh, Paul is writing from about a thousand miles away. He's uh, uh, from this church in Philippi. He is writing to a group of people that are in a church, and uh, he is uh, talking to them while he's sitting between uh, two Roman guards. Uh, he's chained to them. He's had his freedom... Uh, Hindered his freedom uh, restricted. He, he's living a, a poor, miserable life at this point because of the fact that he has dared to share the gospel message. And Paul is writing to them uh, from this jail, and and uh, this is not the last time he'll be in jail. But uh, Paul is is writing, and he's. He's sharing with them that that in spite of all the things that is happening to him, his life is made complete 
by the fact that he has a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that should be the answer that all of us give. That should be the answer that you and I give each moment, each morning of our life, that, that living with Christ, living uh, uh, for Christ is life. It is the culmination of what we are. But unfortunately, so many are concerned with pumpkin spice lattes or with the current fashion trend or uh, a particular car that they just feel like they have to have or, or a house that uh, equates the status symbol that they desire to have or, or being involved in some particular organization. What Paul is in essence saying is, is that his relationship with Christ is consuming. Paul is saying that, that in spite of all the things that he's been through, in spite of uh, the beatings and the scourgings of, of being stoned, of being shipwrecked, of, being, of going through all of these things, he would go through them all again to have a relationship with Christ. He would go through all of those things because of his love for Christ. Most of us wouldn't be able to endure one of them. We would probably say, well, you know, uh, this, this thing with Jesus and all, it, it's, it's stirring up a little bit of controversy right now. I think we need to lay low for a while and not say much of anything. Or, or, you know, uh, we don't want to hurt too many people's feelings by going out and sharing with them that Jesus is the only way, so we'll just sit back and, and be quiet. But no, that wasn't Paul's mentality. It wasn't Paul's desire. Paul felt is expressing to the, the church at Philippi that his life is, is made complete because of the fact that he has the love of Jesus Christ in his life because Jesus Christ came and, and, and called him out of a life of perse persecuting the saints and called him out of a life of, of going around and, and adhering to certain laws that, that he thought he could work his way into heaven. Now that was why Paul was going around persecuting the saints. Because he felt by doing so, he was ensuring his place with God. Now, there's a lot of people today that, uh, that just really miss the understanding of this verse of Scripture. Paul says, no, life for me began when Jesus appeared to me on the road as he was making his journey along to go and persecute more saints, he, he, he said uh, he experienced that uh, personal encounter with Jesus Christ and he was blinded by uh, that relationship. He was, he was uh, rendered helpless so that he would be forced to listen to what Jesus was saying. And his life was dramatically changed because of that encounter. Paul, in essence, is saying to the church at Philippi, he's saying, when I encountered Jesus Christ, I stopped living and Jesus began to live in my place through me. 
Now that's the essence of what it means to be a Christian. And Paul is conveying this message with a, a dichotomy here. He says, he says here, uh, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. He says in, in uh, this verse here, this verse in English has several verbs. But in the Greek it has no verbs. He's basically saying, uh, for me, my existence, life, is Christ. He's saying, I, I, my life is, uh, is encompassed with my life for Christ. He says, he's in essence saying, life does not exist without Christ for me. He says, but there's a, another aspect of it that, that you need to understand. And Paul is, is taking very uh, heavy stock in his life in that he realizes he's not going to live forever. He's not going to continue to be delivered by God. His, his life is, is uh, someday going to, an, to come to an end. And he's saying, uh, in spite of the fact that that I feel as though life for me is consumed by uh, my relationship with Christ and, and to live is Christ. He says, nothing can take that from me, even death. He says, because if I were to die, if I were to lose my life this very day, he said, it would be even a greater value to me because I would be able to then be awarded the greatest prize of all, which is to be in the presence of Jesus Christ Himself. To be in His presence and to be... He's, he's not really speaking... Uh, some scholars say, well, He's talking about the, the burdens that He's having with His physical situation. He's in jail. He's, he realizes He's been uh, beaten and, and scourged. He's been... Uh, 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 cornered and and they've tried to execute him several times through stoning and and other things he's he's been through a great very difficult life serving Christ by going around and sharing the gospel as a missionary for Jesus Christ and and that's not what he's saying in essence what he's saying is is that my life is is made complete Jesus Christ is life, he says. But even if life was not a part of what I had at this moment, life, uh, my existence would be even greater because I know that, that, that if I'm not here in person, I am there with Him. And that is so much greater. And see, for so many of us, we take the approach to serving Jesus Christ to, um, uh, okay, uh, uh, we give an offering each week. Well, this week I can't give an offering because I've got my bills to pay and I've got, uh, I've, uh, uh, I don't have enough money to be able to give my tithe this week so, uh, because of my bills. So I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not going to pay my tithe this week. 
um, without saying, well, you know, I, I kind of wasted my money and, on other things and I, I didn't do that. No, um, our existence, our living for Christ is to be about sacrifice of doing. It's not about convenience. It's about uh, sacrifice. Um, uh, and, and I'm fully aware that there's some people that can't give an offering because uh, they just have uh, nothing to give. Uh, but, but Christ even pointed out uh, the widow who had next to nothing but she gave all that she could. And he said, "What the little uh, few uh, parts of a cent that she, uh, it, what she gave didn't even amount to a whole penny in today's currency. He said, but what she gave was more than those rich people that gave uh, so much money and they had to parade around and, and demonstrate how much they were giving by pouring it out and making a great show of it. Some of us, when we're given an opportunity to go and do missions, we look at our calendar and we say, oh, well, i got to do this and i got to do that and i got to do that. Well, I just don't have time to go and, and do missions. When it's time to go and visit people in the community and they look at their calendar, I've got to do this and I've got to do that and I've got to do that. I just don't have time for that. Um, what Paul is talking about is, is that he says, my whole life is consumed with living for Jesus Christ. Life is serving Him. Life is giving my all to Him. And if that life is taken away, it means not the, the end of that, that battle of, of, of denying myself so I can serve God, but, but that I finally get to be in His presence. I get the ultimate reward. And so that's what He means by uh, this, uh, this statement, to live is Christ, to die is gain. He says, uh, verse 22, But if I live in the flesh... This is the fruit of my labor. He says, um, uh, what I choose I want not. Uh, Paul's saying, if I look at merely the, the act of physical living, and if I look at, at what I'm doing, if I, if I live and I live according to, the flesh, uh, according to the flesh, I'm only going to reap that which I have sown into my life in the flesh. If I, if I, instead of going out on these mission trips and instead of going out and sharing the gospel everywhere I go, then all I'm going to re reap are the, the benefits of the fleshly life. But he says, um, but that's not my life. He says, if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what I shall choose I won't not. He says, I, I'm still in a quandary as to how I would live. He, he elaborates on that. He says, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, and uh, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. He says, Look, I, uh, I'm in a, 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 an easier way to say, he says, I'm in a pickle. He says, I've got a hard choice. He says, if I stay here and live, and, and if I live, I, I, 
I'm able to live more for Jesus Christ. I'm able to continue to, to serve. I'm a, able to continue to minister to churches like you. I'm able to continue to do uh, my utmost for Jesus Christ. I'm able to continue to, uh, to give my all for Him and, and to live each moment in His strength, His power, in His might to serve Him in everything that I can. He says, but the other thing that's, that's pulling on me, that's, 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 that's drawing me to death is the fact that if I die, I'm going to be there with Jesus Christ in, uh, in every essence of who I am. I'm, I'll be with Him. And, and this, this notion of, of, being de- of departing is, is, a, uh, is a word picture of uh, not so much in terms of, of death, of uh, how Paul will finally uh, reach his end, but uh, what he's talking about here is if I, if I were to slip off into death, if I were to, to slip off into the presence of Jesus Christ, uh, what he's referring to here is, is the... Uh, um, uh, for you, those of you in the military uh, that had been in the military, uh, uh, when you break camp and your mission in that location is complete and you're moving on to the next forward position or you're moving on to the next assignment, uh, the image here of departing is, is when an army uh, uh, breaks down all their tents and they put all their supplies and their provisions together and they move on. Uh, move from one location to another. It's also an image of of a, a ship that that uh, uh, releases its moorings and and takes up the ropes and and uh, eases out into the sea. An army can't be an effective army if they always stay in one location, can they? Well, they can be a defensive army and they can uh, give defense to a, uh, one particular location, but the whole army can't be that way. It's got to go out and, and uh, be aggressive. Similarly, a, a ship is not a ship if it stays in one place. It does no good to float on water if you don't uh, untie and slip away from the dock and take someone from one location to another. It's similarly to uh, 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 what use is a car if it doesn't go. And Paul says, I have a desire to do what, is, what comes natural, and that is, is to leave this place and go on and be in the presence of God. He's not talking about suicide here. He's not talking about uh, simply uh, giving in to uh, the... Uh, the difficulties of, of the situation he's in. He's not, he's not contemplating whether or not he wants to die or, or to live, but what he's saying is, is that, um, that life would be wonderful to, to continue to serve Jesus Christ, but equally and greater uh, wonderful would be to leave earth and to be in the presence of God uh, through the portal of death. And so Paul is, is saying, I, I'm, in, I'm in a difficult spot. I'm in a, a different location. Uh, he's, he's talking about true love for Jesus Christ. 
It says, I have a desire to stay and to serve God and, and to serve Jesus Christ and do everything I can to, <coughs> to minister for Jesus Christ. But then I also have a desire to be with Him, to be in His presence. You know, a lot of people, a lot of Christians today, they, they don't talk so much about uh, uh, life in those terms. They think of life, well, I, I don't want to die because I, I want to uh, see my children grow up and have families of their own. I, I don't want to die because I want to uh, see uh, what happens next. I don't want to die because I, I want to uh, have a good time. I want to enjoy myself. I don't want to die because I want to travel and see the world. I, I don't want to die because of this or that or the other. And it's always usually a selfish reason. But Paul, he says, no, my reason for life would be only to live and serve Jesus Christ. My greatest desire is to be in His presence. He says in the next verse, though, but I know what my choice will be. He says my choice will be that if, as long as Jesus allows me to live, I'll continue to serve. I'll continue to live for Him. He says in the very next verse, He says, my life... My joy comes from serving Jesus Christ. He says, Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And he says, And for that reason, having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and the joy of faith. Remember, this is a book about joy. This is a book about Paul speaking to the church at Philippi about Joy, and he's talking about joy in the midst of suffering, joy <coughs> in the midst of, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> in the midst of, of this great uh, tug within his heart to be with Jesus Christ, joy in the midst of, of enduring all that life has. And Paul says, I know you have need for me, so for that reason, I know I'll be coming to you. I'll be helping you. I'll be remaining on this earth for a while longer so that I can serve you, so that I can give my utmost for you. Paul says, my joy is living for Christ. But my greater joy would be to be with Him. But because Christ has explicitly shared with me that I'm here to help you, then I know I will be with you again. And so Paul is sharing his joy with the church at Philippi. He says, my joy is to, is to be with you, to be in your presence, to help you, to, to encourage you. Let me ask you, what is your joy? He says, for me to live is Christ. My joy is Christ living for Him. He says, only slightly surpassed by the fact that I know I will be with Him in glory someday. But life is living for Christ. Is that your joy? I hope your joy is living for Jesus Christ. Well, I, I can't live for Christ. I'm, I'm confined to my home. I can't go out because of COVID. We can't go and share with people. Be creative. 
All of 2020 has been about being creative in ways in which we uh, continue to live and to work, of going around the restrictions, of, of making sure that we uh, abide by the, uh, the uh, regulations and the, and the advice of, of others to keep from getting uh, this terrible disease, but people have continued to work by going uh, and uh, doing things differently. Uh, children have gone to school by doing things differently. Uh, we need to think about those things as Christians as well. To go about things differently. Sharing our uh, relationships, our testimony with others about Jesus Christ. Paul says, Jesus is life. Is Jesus your life? Do you serve Him? Do you give your all for Him? Do you allow Him to live and to, and to, and to uh, express His love through your life? If you can't say that Jesus is life, maybe today is the day that you need to give your heart and life to Him. Maybe today you need to recommit your life to serving Him. Maybe today you need to commit to doing everything in your power to exalting Him, to being able to say, Jesus is life. Jesus is life. And if I have no life, I know I shall be in His presence. What a wonderful thought of being finally together with Christ. Everything in your life is so wrapped up in living for Him. And if that is taken away, you too can say that dying is gain because you're able to be in His presence. Let's pray. Dear gracious Father, Lord, we thank You and praise You for Your great love and we praise You for the fact that You allow us to have life in Jesus Christ. Or help us to live and walk in Your way. To help us to exalt You with all that we are. To help us to, to share the love of Christ with all that we come in contact. Lord, help us to, to live for Christ. Lord, we thank You and we praise You for Your great love for allowing us to abide in You, to calling us to salvation. Lord, I pray that if there's someone here today that doesn't know You as Lord and Savior, that they would uh, yield to the call of Christ. They would yield to the call of the Holy Spirit in their life. Lord, if there's someone here today that needs to recommit themselves, to refocus themselves on You, we pray that you would help them to do that as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.